Welcome to this episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. I'm Eric. And I'm Angie. We are married with a ton of kids. We have six kids total. He has three and I have three. My name's Hallie and I love riding horses. I'm Lexi and I love agriculture. My name's Carter and I love eating. My name's Chase and I love lifting weights. My name's Summer and I love spending my parents' money. I'm Dane and I love baseball. Our show is about our blended, blessed, and always a mess life. And our hope is if you find yourself in the same situation we are in, that by sharing our story, all the fun, and all the mess, challenges we are experiencing, it will give you some inspirations, laughs, and community, knowing you are not alone in this mess. We appreciate you spending time with us. Let's dive in. Welcome to this week's episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. It's been an overwhelming week of support, again, from our family and our friends, also this community that we're building. We continue to have more downloads than ever because of Hallie. And oddly enough, if you didn't know, Hallie absolutely loved podcasts, especially about uh, death, crazy death, murder, serial killers, all those things. And so there's something that gives me a little comfort that she's like, oh, my God, I turned your your podcast <laughs> Into a podcast about me dying. I mean, that would be Hallie yeah, because she's say, better than everyone. Yeah, hey, I'm I'm better than everybody. Here's here's your platform. Yeah, yeah thanks thanks so much. I can look here. I, I was getting bored with just the blended stuff, so I added in like a mystery to it. Yeah. Uh, so we are recording this on the three week anniversary of the day the accident happened. It will air on Christmas Day. So you yeah, know, shitty just, week. Yeah, I mean, I literally just do not even have the energy to even prepare for Christmas. Thank God I'd actually done all the Christmas shopping for the most part because my kids are, if I am, I'm just being completely transparent. My kids are what is getting me off the couch for games and showing up for them. But it just doesn't even feel like Christmas. But to your point, when this airs, it will be on Christmas Day and that's you know, we're, we're going to talk about saying goodbye to her and how that was. That's tough. And then, and then it's Christmas, which is all about rebirth and renewal and grace and peace. And that makes me think of this Isaiah 669 quote that has popped up. We'll talk about it a later podcast when we talk about all the signs that Hallie has shown us. But this one particular quote has oddly shown up often, and it is, I will not cause pain without allowing something new to be born. So we're going to talk about saying goodbye to Hallie and what that was like in order for new things to be born. And as we were to do that, let's just real quick talk about how it felt like this morning at church, the sermon was written oh my gosh. just for us. Like I could tell going to church today— you're mad. That's uh, God's use. God's ready for anger. Maybe not mad, but this is a day that triggers because it was Sunday. It was a three week anniversary. Woke up. I could see you knew it. I knew it. And that's it's tough. Your, yeah, you. When something tragic happens, you remember that day. Like you know, it's the day. And Sundays, I feel like now are forever going to be hard because you just think in your mind. Like this morning, I was getting ready for church, and I'm like, God. Three weeks ago, I had no idea what the hell was going to happen that afternoon. And it's just you realize that in life a lot of times you're literally just going through the motions, right? I'm getting ready for church on Sunday, and and then we're going to go to the gym. And you're not like 
thinking about how precious life is. So Sundays are hard. It's a trigger for me. And then we go to church today. And it was like and it was written sister, for us. And my sister, Trisha, joined us, which was super sweet. And oh, my God, the sermon, the topic, whatever, it was like directly written to like us, it felt like. Praying Through Uncertain Times, I think, was the title. Through the Unexpected. Through the Unexpected. Yeah. Praying Through the Unexpected. Yeah. And we can get into the whole <laughs> prayer part. That's probably another podcast of just my stress and anxiety over the last couple of years and how I turned that over to God a couple months ago. But that that's a whole other topic we can we can talk about. But yeah, I think I think this particular episode is just going to be talking about how we we say goodbye real quick so i just wrap just to put a bow on what happened this morning at church it was was talking about do you trust god when it's not according to your plan yeah because here we are a week from christmas and mary had to trust god when it wasn't her plan a plan that you watched her watch her son die on a cross yeah yeah that was significant because (laughs) You know, he talked about the mother's love, and she was there, obviously, when her son was born. And she never left him when he when he died, and she stayed. And that's— That's you. It's mothers. You protect your kids, and they're a piece of you. So it was—I will share it. It's definitely worth listening to if this is a hard season for you through the holidays. When it comes out, we'll share it on our Blended Blessed Facebook and Instagram because it's— I'll listen to it again I for feel like sure. For the first time, our family, we got in the car after church and started talking about you and everybody at least had some hope that God was writing it's our God's, story. It's God's will, and we are his servants. And so, you know, who, you know, for me, in my mind, it's like, who am I to think that I have control? We have to work through it. And there's, it's painful beauty, right? Yeah. And just goes back to something new was meant to be born. And that's all I that's all I can process like right now with that part of it. So today, while we did get a little hope from church today, we we go back and, and we think about saying goodbye and what that process looked like for a couple of days and how difficult it was. One of the reasons why we're glad we took the photography, because it's reminded us of some of the beauty that happened in that moment. But a lot of different things happened. And had we not been able to co-parent well with your ex-husband Lance and his girlfriend Michelle, it would have been a lot harder for everybody. Yeah, I think any any type of challenging time, it's either going to bring people closer together or further apart. And I'm just incredibly grateful for for both of them and the co-parenting side of it of it brought us closer together. You know, the first night on Sunday night, Lance and I stayed in Hallie's room with her together. And I literally stayed awake the entire night just holding her hand in her arm. I mean, I just remember thinking, like, how in the hell did we get here? How am I literally sitting here staring at my daughter in this state? And here, you know, I've been divorced for seven years. Here I'm in this room, Hallie's dad and myself. You just, my mind just kept spinning, like, how did this happen? And you just stare at every little detail of your daughter. You look at them like you have never, never looked at them before. And so, you know, you're just, you're just even trying to grasp it and can't even believe it. And that was that whole night just sitting there. How? 
And why? I mean, it's just. I saw you maybe one time that night because you had to go to the bathroom. Otherwise, you were in there for like six hours straight. Everybody else, they'd cleared everybody out except for uh, Michelle and I were out in the main waiting room. You and Lance were back in the room. And while this is a transitioning podcast, it still started as a blended podcast. So if you're a blended family, one, God, I hope you never end up in a situation like this. Two, remember that it's not about you, right? Michelle and I were not going to, we were not ever going to interrupt Angie and Lance being back in a room with their daughter that night because that was their daughter and we were in the most tragic of circumstances. We used the time to start to get to know each other a little bit after all these years. And so I think that's just the reminder that we're in the worst of times. And so, and you know, as we said, the way this worked so well is that we're able to to co-parent with Lance and Michelle. And so there wasn't any ex kind of jealousy. It was what's first and that's Hallie. And what does Hallie need? She needs her mom and dad. Yeah. And, you know, I even think through this, you and Michelle have formed that bond of like, okay, we're the bonus parents and how do we handle this? What's our, Mm -hmm. our role in that? So yeah, Monday was, Monday was a blur. And then that Monday afternoon, I think I mentioned this the last time, you know, just as a mom, I could not, I could not get close enough to Hallie. And, you know, that's when the nurses were like, well, crawl in bed with her. And what I will say about that is if you ever find yourself in a situation where your child, and I don't care how old they are, Hallie was 20. Yeah, they could be 30 and you're, in, yeah. In that hospital bed and you want to crawl in with them, crawl in bed with them. Like, don't care about what people think or if they think that you're crazy or not. They're your child. And if you want to be that close to them, Lay with them, like soak up every freaking moment. You know, you do what what feels right to you because they're they're a part of you. I tell my kids all the time, I'm connected to your soul. I grew you in my belly. You've said that since I met you, and I've always loved. I mean, it. I just can't. There's just, and you know, mamas listen to this. You know exactly what I'm talking about. There is just a connection that you have with your child when you're the one that grew them. Like I just, there's no other way to describe it. You know, I just, I will never forget my, my arms just wrapped around her stomach that whole night. I remember because the night too, I did go and I slept in the, in the recliner in the room and Angie slept next to Hallie all night long and, and that's Michelle around the waiting room. And it was, you know, Angie wasn't leaving Hallie's side. Like, unless she wanted out, she wasn't coming out. So I think about 4 a.m. we got up yeah, and decided we were awake. We couldn't sleep. Maybe it had been, you know, close to 30, 40 hours at that point. We probably close to 40 hours. We hadn't showered and we all kind of had planned that Tuesday was going to be the end. So earlier in the evening, Lance and Michelle had gone to a hotel they had and rinsed off. So we decided we'd run home real quick since we were about seven minutes from the hospital, rinse off and come back for what we knew was going to be a very long and emotional day. So we switched spots. It's about 4 a.m. and we were driving home from the hospital and we pass our church, the crossing on our way home from there. And in that moment, it kind of just hit me. We were sitting in silence. I said, let's turn on K-Love, radio station we love to listen to. That's a national station across the country. And just said, you know, I want to see what God wants to tell us because it's a Christian station. And in that moment, God did what God does. And and he played a song that we really didn't know. It's by Katie Nicole and Big Daddy Weave. And it's called God is in this story. It's absolutely beautiful. And we've listened to it on repeat ever since then. Are you going to sing it? 
We didn't talk about this. I knew when I saw these notes typed up that you were almost just expecting that I was going to sing it. Is that what you were thinking? No, I'm just kidding. No, is that what you were thinking? No, I wasn't. Seriously. Well, no. we can't just read all the lyrics. Well, I would just say that when this song came on, it literally like took my breath away when I listened to the lyrics because there are certain things in this song that just the entire song speaks to me. I mean, to my core speaks to me. But there are certain components of it that just like we started like crying on the way home. Then we got oh in the driveway. Gosh. We were just bawling in the driveway before we ever went inside. Just it, really powerful. We will, we will be singing it at her celebration of life for sure. But. Let's. I don't know. Let's see if we can. I can do a little bit. I won't do it all though. And I'm not done this. We'll see. <laughs> There's torn up pages in this book. Words that tell me I'm no good. Chapters that define me for so long. Hands of grace and endless love. Dusted off and picked me up. Told my heart that hope is never gone. God is in this story. God is in the details. Even in the broken parts, he holds my heart. He never fails. And when I'm at my weakest, I will trust in Jesus. Always in the highs and lows, the one who goes before me. God is in this story. I mean, you knocked that one out. (laughs) Got lucky. Hallie rode along with me on that one. She did. That's awesome. The part that really jumps out at me in this song is... Always in the highs. Yeah, I will trust in Jesus always in the highs and lows because there's two significance with that. One is that's the last thing I snapped her when we were talking back and forth because of her shoulder surgery, and I... I said that often to her, like, I will be there for you no matter what, like through the highs and lows. And <laughs> one of the Christmas gifts that I had for her had came in that Sunday. And I don't know if any, if you're familiar with Brian Anthony jewelry, but go check it out. Like it is not expensive and it has some of the most amazing meanings behind it. And I had bought Hallie a bracelet that was a highs and lows bracelet. And I bought it not reading the detailed description of it. I bought it because of highs and lows, right? That's life. And Hallie's very real. So you knew, right? You know, it was a good day, bad day, whatever. And so as a mom, you're there to walk them through all of the good and the bad. And I always felt like I was that person for Hallie. So anyway, I'm going to read the card because I didn't read it. I remember where we were when we walked in the house. I know. And I didn't read the detailed description of what it meant until after. I don't know. So we walk in the house. We grab there's mail because all this stuff's been put on the thing. And you say to me, there's a bracelet I want to get put on Hallie's wrist. That's what you were thinking. Yeah. You knew that it arrived. You wanted Mm -hmm. to put it on her before she passed. So we shower real quick. You open it up. And you start to read it, and then we start crying again. I mean, yeah, it's already an it's emotional just... morning. We're preparing ourselves to let Hallie go that day. And then we open this this gift up. Do you want to read it? Or? Yeah, I'll read it. So the little card says, In a world full of maybes, there are a few people you can count on to be your always. 
a once-in-a-lifetime friend who journeys with you to the end, a rare soul who never quiets your wild or runs from your storm, a constant companion through the highs and lows, the one who sees your valleys and not only chooses to stay, but chooses to walk that path of uncertainty beside you. The one who laughs with you under the sun and loves you through the dark. The one who sees the best within you and helps lift you to new heights. Because they know there are mountains inside of you waiting to arise. The heart that reminds you that you'll never have to be alone. The type of friendship that leads you home. Thank you for making every moment worth remembering. The laughs, the cries, and everything in between. Life is full of ups and downs, but you will always be my no matter what, no matter where, forever friend. Such a beautiful oh my card. Gosh. The necklace is beautiful. So, um, you know, Angie put it on her wrist to take to the hospital. I mean, it yeah, was. I mean, it, there's, there's so many significance of that song playing and it saying high and lows. And that's the last thing I sent Allie and then get this card that came with it it's like that's that's our life i mean that's our life going forward there's gonna be highs and lows and valleys and i mean we're in a valley but if i could say anything about those two days is that we all came together and not just (sighs) not just us and the crew and lance and michelle but your family and your brothers and sisters showed up every day and my family showed up and Lance's family showed up and Michelle's family showed up and my first wife, Carrie, and her family showed up. And like people were just showing up out of the woodwork. People from our small group at church were showing up. I mean, it was absolutely unbelievable. There, there were OK, so we're in a hospital and there's still some minor COVID restrictions, right? We were up in the ICU, which is only supposed to have 10 visitors possible. Within the first two hours on Sunday night, they brought security multiple times to try to leave, uh, get people leave. And, and it, they, they were very polite. Yeah. Sweet. Nobody yeah, was mean. Sweet. And they just understood the severity that this was such a tragedy that they couldn't kick people out. I mean, they finally abided by normal visitor policy. So at 930 or something, people had to leave. But all day Sunday night, all day Monday, all day Tuesday until everybody left the hospital around 3.30, there were 60 to 75 people in that waiting room that was only supposed to have 10 the entire time. They just stopped trying to get us to move. Yeah, they gave up. <laughs> just gave up because we had so many people surrounding us with love. And we've continued to have that. We're super grateful. But from a, a standpoint of how we were going to do things, from Sunday night, Lance was great about letting me and my kids into Hallie's room. He knew what our kids' relationship was. He he understood that it was real brothers and sisters, not some some just step family that was living under one roof. Real brothers and sisters. And we 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 will always be grateful for that. My kids have thanked him for that since then. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, through the whole process there were decisions that Lance and I only made together. There were decisions that we made together as a family. Lance and I sat the twins down. We took them into a separate room and explained to them what we were faced with as parents to have to make that decision. And we, we wanted to be open with them and kind of transparent and say, here's, here's what we're faced with. And, you know, they were two weeks away from 
turning for and they are to at that point two weeks away from turn 14 and and they were adamantly agreed like Hallie would not want to be lifeless and she was so full of life she would not want to be lifeless just being kept alive by machines but just the four of us coming together and talking about Hallie and that decision it's almost like we we all kind of knew what our part was and when when it was a time for Lance and I to make a decision mm-hmm. about our daughter, when it was a group or when it was like an individual. So, yeah, you know, I, there was times where I made a decision as a mom. I mean, the picture, picture is <laughs> what. But but we gave – but then Lance made some decisions on his own too in that, you know, it's so – it's challenging when you have a blended family. It, you. You know, everybody's close, but then you also have like the OGs, right, the original – that's why I think it was important that Michelle and I were together that Monday night. We could talk a little bit and whatnot. And it was really obvious that the choices that were being made overall with Hallie's health weren't our choices to make. And as a step parent, that's a humbling opportunity or it's a humbling experience, one, but it's an opportunity for you to show that you really do just care about the child. It's not about you. I'm comfortable in my relationship with Angie that I can let her parent her children. That's how this worked. And and the same went for Michelle. She was comfortable in her relationship that it's not our decisions to make. It was about what was best for everybody that was there that day. And so I do remember being in the room talking about the end, how we wanted it to go. And I just – I remember saying to Lance, you get to decide. In a perfect world, Michelle – you and Angie and the twins would be right there by her side. Michelle and I would be next and my kids would be somewhere in the room. But if that's not what you want, then you say that. He chose for all of us to be in there, and we appreciate that. And we've told my kids that he allowed them to be in there. They've thanked him. I mean, those are moments that bring people together. Mm -hmm. We we said that out loud so that your kids could hear how much we got along. And the kids have all said, like, the way that the four of us parented those final hours was something that they'll never forget. I mean, super, super powerful. And I'm, I'm proud of the way that we've handled it and then handled things since in the last several weeks working together. We did spend time together talking about how those last moments would go. I mean, the nurses were so professional, you know, trying to explain to the kids what they might see. I mean, my twins had never even been in a hospital at all. Yeah, I had no idea. And I guess I didn't Dane either. really hadn't either. And yeah. I didn't either until they were like, well, this looks just like the TV shows. And, oh, my gosh. They've never even been in the hospital. And this is like their experience. So they kind of walk through what to expect and you know like her skin will you know change color and for me as a mom like I could not in my mind watch any of that and so I just put my face buried right into her neck and I whispered to her the whole time of just telling her that I love you so freaking much and I'm so proud of you you're so strong you're so brave and that she could just go you know because you also like the reality of it is like oh my god please don't struggle right we're we're all here and i do not want that to be something that we would know and uh, see and so i just i was so close to her with my face so i didn't see watch anything and then i had my other hand on her heart and just feel her heartbeat and her breasts and I just 
that's part I will hold on to forever. She, you know, you could just gradually feel her her fade away. And she went so peacefully that I didn't even know that she had passed. The nurse just whispered in my ear and said, give her one last kiss, mom. And, and then, you know, it's like literally you feel like the life gets just sucked out of your body. And so then they, they took her because she had to go to the OR because she was the or, an organ donor. And literally that quote of Isaiah, God will not cause pain unless he gives you something new. She gave five, five life-saving gifts to other people. And that part's amazing. I would say the other beautiful part that happened after that is that we literally all hugged each other. Eric and Lance hugged and cried, and me and Michelle hugged and just cried. Like, I just felt like I couldn't even stand up. No, I mean, you couldn't, but people were holding you up. And and then the last part of it was then Lance and I hugged and just, like, mourned our daughter because it's such a significance because you're there when your child takes her first breath. And then here we are. We're divorced, but you're there together when your daughter takes her last breath. It's like. It's awful, but it's beautiful. It's so beautiful, though, too, because how many people actually get that that chance? Like, I mourn for people. I'm mourning, but I mourn for people that don't even get that opportunity. Yeah, right? lose, a, lose a child in a car accident. Lose a child, you don't get to sit there. I mean, I there. just can't. I just can't imagine. But but the kids afterwards at many different times have recounted what they saw because I think they were all just standing there watching us for some reason because they all talk about, like, seeing the, the co-parents all hug and so Chase said, support I never thought each other. That first night we were standing around the kitchen talking about our favorite high memories and everything, and Chase just said, I never thought I'd see my dad and Eric hug like that. That's a big deal. And I know that my kids aren't familiar with co-parenting that works that well. And so it was a lot. It's another example of how Hallie brings people together. She did it for years and she did it did it that day, those couple of days. She's doing it now, now that she's she's up in heaven. She's still helping to bring people together. And so it was gut-wrenching. Then we went to leave the hospital. You try to get out as fast as you can. I mean, really. Right? Yeah, you don't want to just, just like, there's still all yeah. those people there. So we said a few goodbyes and then got home. And your your mom and your dad and a couple of your sisters came by for just a little bit to help make sure we were settled. And then it was new reality time. I mean, not not the reality that any of us want or wanted to be a part of. So absolutely just gut-wrenching couple of days. And really, I know it's three, four weeks later, but Hallie – brought people together. And I think what Hallie's going to do next is she's going to make it so that other girls don't find themselves in the same situation that she was in. They're going to bring, she's going to bring families closer together. There's so many things that people have shared and reached out to us. And I, I just want to say this to very specifically to the mamas that have lost babies. I've had several moms reach out to me and say, thank you so much for posting the pictures of 
the ho- of Hallie in the hospital because I have pictures of my baby that had passed, and I felt like people thought that was weird. And that's the only thing that I have to hold on to is those pictures. Yeah. And I just want to say, you go mamas because you do whatever feels right to you. And I 100% understand treasuring those photos. They might be painful for someone else to see, but those are memories, painful or not, that are part of your child and your experience with your child. So you take whatever the hell pictures you want to take. Yeah, 100%. Because you're the mama and you know. You know what you need. Earlier today, we decided we wanted to take a family picture after church before the Chiefs game. I won't get all into that, but <laughs> Chase didn't want to partake. And Angie was like, I don't care. Get upstairs. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. If I want to take the picture, I'm taking the picture. Yeah, we're taking the picture. Like, I do not. It was a, new, it was a new version of Angie, and Chase knew she was serious, and we grizzly. got the family picture. It was, it was really bear. good. Watch out. She is the grizzly new grizzly bear. bear. Hallie uh, was Hallie Bear. Then I was Mama Bear. And what's your and new TikTok that's raking it grizz, in? Grizzly Bear. Uh, Hallie Bear's mom. And I I am trying to figure out the voice and the platform that Hallie has given me and what I'm going to do with it. And I will tell her story. And so I've created a TikTok account out there that will just be dedicated to her. And, and kind of helping we'll others along the way. And that's what we're already seeing. Yeah. Like we're going to. We're going to spend a lot of time honoring Hallie by talking about self-worth, helping people that are being mistreated in relationships to learn what their value and their worth is. And that's that's what's next. What that looks like, we don't know, right? I mean, that's what I think. And we are, you're right. You're still figuring it out. But we have a base idea that this is what we want to do to honor Hallie is to make sure that other people, there's light. There's light that comes out of this darkness. And walking through this whole grief process because I don't think people talk about it enough. But it's, yeah, still new to us, so we're figuring it out. I am so proud of you. You continue to amaze me and people around you, and you do keep showing up, right? I mean, as you said earlier in this podcast, like your kids are getting you out of bed. It's not sure so you're going to have to go watch Carter play basketball. You don't feel like it. Like you're showing up for the kids. You got to bed to go pick Dane up from school for me on Friday because I couldn't get there. I mean, you are showing up and through the process every day, you're knocking off four or five things on a to-do list. If I were you, I would never make it out of bed. So I watch you in amazement. You continue to show me how amazingly strong you are inside and out with your beauty on the outside and the inside. And what I would say to people that aren't treating others well, to people that know Angie, who she really is and what she's about, you should be on high alert for what's happening, okay? Like she's not going to let this go until not just Hallie saved five lives, Hallie's going to save a bunch more lives because of what comes next. And I think that's super important to know. Proud of you. And you're getting by one day at a time. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I will just say that I never imagined how this pain and like suffering feels like I never could have imagined what that actually feels like when you hurt that bad for your child in my life I've lost grandparents right but I have never in my life experienced this level 
of pain. Trying to navigate that when I'm com- I feel completely out of control when I was a person that was in control. That's new to me. And like I said, I just could have never imagined this level of hurt. You know what? That's a fair point. I've said this to other people along the way. It's part of what is so painful for me as your husband is, is I have been around death. I lost my dad at a young age. I've lost all my grandparents. I've lost aunts and uncles. Uh, my One of my good friends and mentors in life. So I've been around death. I've watched people pass. I have never, and I hope I never, ever again, seen a mother lose her child. And I, it's just a pain. It's a, it's a cry. It's a, it's a, sometimes a scream that you've never heard before. And I don't want to hear again. And, and that you don't ever want to hear in your life because that's the worst pain. And I see that every day in your eyes. And I see that every night when I'm holding you while you cry yourself to sleep. When you wake up and you're sad, it's a pain that we don't want other people to go through. So when people ask, why are you doing the things that you're doing? It's, it's because we've been in the worst place. We're in the worst place. And we're just, it, it, I felt like the last couple of years of this, this marriage, this relationship, it's like we were flowing down the ocean with the wind in our sails. And now we get up and it's like we're walking in cement that's wet. And we're still getting there. We're going. But it sure is a trudging slow process right now. Is that fair? That's totally fair. Next week, we look forward to sharing some of the positive signs that we've gotten from Hallie and um, just God above in the last few weeks. It's Christmas. This is one that I, I want to say that I hope we forget. But then again, who knows with God, he may want us to remember it for, for certain reasons so that we love Christmas is more moving forward. I don't know. But whatever you're doing today, we hope that you and your family have a Merry Christmas. We thank you for spending some time with us. We do ask you to pray for us today. Pray for our kids. Pray for Lance Michelle. Pray for Angie and myself. We would be super, super grateful for that. Take and, lots of pictures and hug yeah. your kiddos. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, uh, we're going to try to remember that God writes better stories than we do. Because that's all we can hang on to. Merry Christmas. Have a great week. God bless. Thank you for listening to Blended Blessed and Always a Mess. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and at blendedblessedalwaysamess.com. Reach out to us on any of our social channels. We would love to hear from you. Have a great week.